Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. People who don't know the Bible often say that no one is righteous. While people who do know their Bible might reply in the spirit of meekness and of grace that in the time of Jesus, there was no one left who was righteous because that all had gone astray from what God had said was right. We know this because it was prophesied in Isaiah chapter 53 verse 6 when it said, We all like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way and the Lord hath laid upon him, prophesying of Jesus, the iniquity of us all. That's why. Jesus had to come to reteach the truth to us and to give men the choice to follow after it once again. He then took the penalty of our sin. The word sin literally means failure, the failure to obey and to relay God's words and teachings. Jesus did this so that we could then believe him, repent, and receive the rewards of his righteousness, his obedience to obey and relay God's words and teachings. His sinless blood was shed for us to cleanse and to forgive us of those sins when we come to him in humble repentance. Then, His Spirit fills, empowers, and leads us. His voice teaches us. Our faith then believes and obeys unto righteousness. In 1 John chapter 3 verses 7 through 10, we read this, Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he, Jesus, is righteous. He, however, that commits sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this very purpose was the Son of God manifested, that he might destroy all the works of the devil. Whosoever is born of God, therefore, does not commit sin. For his seed, that seed being the word of truth, planted in our hearts when we believed what Jesus had spoken to us and continue to believe it daily. His seed remains in us, that truth, that revelation, that belief in what he taught us. And if we do this, then we won't sin because we are born of God. In this, the children of God are manifested and the children of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God. Neither he that loveth not his brother. The truth is this, that the devil wants you to believe that you don't need to be righteous. Because he knows that only the righteous go to heaven. 
if he convinces you that you can't, then you won't because your faith is already defeated. But God asks us repeatedly in the scriptures, is anything impossible for me? He says it in Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 27. He says it again in Luke chapter 1, verse 37. And not only that, but it also says this, will anything be impossible for those who believe in Mark chapter 9, verse 23? So I have to ask you today, my friend, where is your faith and what is it in? Because I choose to put my faith more in the words, teaching power and grace of Jesus to overcome all the powers of hell than in the enemy, who my Bible says is under my feet and already defeated. In Psalms chapter 34, verse 15, it says, The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and his ears are open unto their cry. So yes, there are righteous people today. We've got to understand what being righteous really is. In Psalms chapter 37, verse 25, it says, I have been young and I am now old. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. Again, I ask you, if there are no righteous, then why does it say this? In in Psalms chapter 34, verse 17, it says, The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth, and delivereth them out of all of their troubles. In James chapter 5, verse 16, it says, Confess your faults one to another, and pray one for another, that you may be healed. For the effectual fervent prayers of a righteous man availeth much. In 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 12, it says, For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. So time and time again do we see God's blessings and provision upon the righteous and his distinction between them and the wicked. So we ask you, Holy Spirit, help us to understand the difference. And the simplicity of it comes down to this. It's that righteousness is simply doing what God says is right. That's why it says that in the time of Jesus, there were no righteous left because all had gone astray to do their own will. They were no longer obeying God. So Jesus came to reteach, to release the truth to us, to back it up with demonstration. And the power of the kingdom of heaven through the testimony of his resurrection. Something that could not be competed with or counterfeited. So that we would know that God really said it. That we might choose to put our faith in it. And receive the cleansing blood of the lamb that we might then be cleansed and made fit to receive his Holy Spirit. Which would then empower us to not only be taught daily by it, but to obey it. The grace or the power of the Holy Spirit is given that we might overcome all the powers of Satan. This is the good news of the gospel message. Yet, however, coming to understand what righteousness really is, then we also come to understand that those who are doing their own will, who are actually self-righteous because they're doing what they think is right, as opposed to what God says is right, often say of those that are doing God's will, which are actually the righteous, that the righteous are being self-righteous for obeying the words of God, when in reality the unrighteous are actually being self-righteous by trusting more in their own ideas of what is right, rather than trusting in what God said is right. They've gone back to the same 
plight that Jesus came to save us from when he willingly gave his life to deliver the truth to us. My friend, know this, that when you stand before God at judgment, your opinion won't matter. Neither will we be able to point the finger at what others taught us. Because Jesus paid a price to release the truth to us, and God has made his word available. So that in the end, whether or not you believed the truth of the words of Jesus Christ and proved it with the fruits of your life's actions, is what will matter. Because the simple truth is this, that only the righteous get into heaven. Faith, which is believing what God said, which is also the seed, causes God to release grace, which is the power of the Holy Spirit. It's like that sap that flows from the root through to the branches, which then empowers you to do the works of righteousness, which is the fruits of the Spirit. And it's the works or the fruit by which we will all be judged on the day of judgment. Romans chapter 2 verse 5 tells us this, But after thy hardness and impudent hearts, do you store up unto yourselves wrath against the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God? who will render to every man according to his deeds, to them who by patient countenance in well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortality and eternal life. They shall receive eternal life, but unto them that are contentious and do not obey the truth, but rather obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath. They shall receive tribulation and anguish upon every soul of man that doeth evil, of the Jew first and also of the Gentiles. But glory and honor and peace to every man that worketh good to the Jew first and also to the Gentile. For there is no respecter of persons with God. Jesus himself tells us very clearly in Matthew chapter 7 verses 19 through 24 that every tree that does not produce good fruits is cut down and cast into the fire. He says that on the final day many will say, have we not done many things in your name? And he will say, but you didn't obey what I had to say. It's not those who call me their Lord in name only that will get into the kingdom of heaven, but those who do the will of my father. Did you have faith? in what was spoken I'm looking at the fruits of your life to see if the root was faith in my words if you followed the leading of my Holy Spirit that's why he ends the passage by saying therefore whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them I will liken him unto a wise man who built his house upon a rock and of course we know as it says in the Old Testament who is a rock but our Lord In Revelations chapter 20, verse 12, it tells us very clearly that in the end, God will gather up all the dead, the small and the great, and they will stand before God and the books will be opened. And the things that were recorded about every life in those books will be read and those lives will be judged according to their works. Now, I'm not preaching a work's salvation here, understand, but I am preaching what Jesus did. 
that if you truly believe by faith, it will produce obedience. It will cause you to obey, which will produce good works of fruitfulness. Anything that you do in your flesh and in your own understanding, it will only bring death. It might seem to be working in the moment, but in the end, it will not produce fruitfulness. But the leading of the Holy Spirit will cause you to do things that don't make sense in the moment. But in the end, it will produce good fruits. It will produce the fruits of the Spirit. It will produce salvations in the kingdom, deliverance. It will be a fruitful harvest because Jesus doesn't do the wrong things. He obeys the Father and we obey Him through the personal presence of His Holy Spirit communing with us if we really believe what He came to teach us enough to sacrifice our own thoughts, desires, ideas, and ambitions to follow its leading. In other words, to give up our self-righteousness for His. What we think is right, laid down, a living sacrifice for what He says is right. His life lived through us, producing good fruits and a mighty harvest at the final judgment. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 10 says, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things that he did in his body. According to that, he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Knowing, therefore, the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. But we are made manifest unto God, and I trust also that we are made manifest in your conscience. Paul said that he was willing to preach this in fear and trembling, because he truly did believe in the teachings of the judgment seat of Jesus. My friend, cry out to Jesus right now. Repent of all sin and disagreement with his words and his teachings. Stop assuming to know more than him. Trust his wisdom. Walk in obedience to his teachings. Open the Bible and read them. And make no mistakes about it. The Bible says all that will live godly will suffer persecution. Living a true Christian life is not physically glorious. When you begin to truly live this, you will be called self-righteous by the prideful and disobedient. And that's okay. They did it to all of the prophets and apostles that came before you and even to Jesus, our Lord. But they are not your judge. He is. So please him, not them. Surrender today to the king, the judge, the truth, the only way of escape, and be saved. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 13 and 14, the end of this great book of wisdom tells us this. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment. And every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil, he will reveal on the final day, and we will be judged. And it will all come down to whether or not we put our faith in what we think is right, our self-righteousness, 
or in what Jesus came to teach us what he says is right. His righteousness. Because as he himself said, all he did was relay the message that the Father gave him. And it is that message that will judge us on the final day. That's why the works and fruits of our lives will be examined to see if they lined up to prove that we really believed what he said to us. And if they don't, if we're proven to be trees with no fruitfulness, then we'll be cut down and cast into the lake of fire with all the other self-righteous. So don't let the lie that there are no righteous lull you to sleep like Samson in the lap of Delilah. You cannot be complacent or complicit with wickedness and not be judged for it. Repent of your sin. Ask to be filled and empowered by the Holy Spirit to walk away from it and to learn of him. And every day, as he brings you down that narrow path of righteousness, ask him for the grace to stay the course until the judgment. This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.